0: Here in Chicago, as they split the two games at the United Center, and the Bulls, and their excellent start to the season, continue. Chicago now twelve and five on the season, as the Knicks fall to nine and eight. And as Clyde mentioned, hit a difficult part of their schedule.
1: Okay, we got a one hundred and nine, one hundred and three final. Knicks lose in Chicago. Um, I'll say right off the bat, I am. This is not a game that I am. So I get my seating right here. This is not a game that I am terribly disappointed in. Um, that may seem a little crazy. Uh, I think I probably feel better about this game than I do about most, pretty much every loss this season. I, I think I may actually feel better about this game than a couple of their wins. Um, I'll get into why in a minute, but it's just in terms of why they lost this game. Um, obviously they had the lead going into the fourth quarter. Kobe White's going to hit a couple corner threes. Um, I have to go back and look at the, the defense there. Uh, Lonzo Ball's corner three also. Those three threes really changed the momentum. Uh, the Bulls are a fantastic defensive team. Um, let's just say it. They were really, really well-conceived, and they've done a good job hiding the defensive deficiencies of their two leading scorers. And they also did a really good job putting this team together on offense because they got those two guys, and it's really tough to stop a team with those two at the top. Um, on the Knicks side, I mean, Walker 3 for 9, Fournier 1 for 7, Barrett 2 for 12, Derek Rose 3 for 11, Quickly 4 for 11. I would say if even one of those guys has a game, um, we're talking maybe about a different result. But I am, I thought most of the shots were good. Um, and I'll get right to the lead. Uh, I'm not going to bury the lead for too much longer. I do think the Knicks figured something out in the second half. The reason why I am, I'm a little trepidatious in talking about this game and talking about, or or expressing, um, you know, too much, too much happiness um, about this game is I think what they found was over the, well, the first half, a little bit, but definitely the second half is they found out that um, they're, at least right now, better off going to be uh, going back to the team that they were last season. And uh, for anybody here that was on the halftime Zoom, I spoke about this and how it just, again, looked completely off uh, for the starters, at least on offense. Um, to start the game, especially, got a little bit better in the second quarter, probably. Um, but I-, I mentioned it then, and I said, I, I just... I think a lot of the issues that we're seeing, a lot of the, the uh, chemistry, whether you want to call it chemistry, fit, whatever you want to call it, I think it, a, a lot of it stems from the fact that they had a way that they played last season, and I've spoken about this recently, in which it was just, hey, Julius, go do your thing, and then we will play off of you. And they've been trying to figure out other ways to play to integrate the new parts and it has not worked, and we've gotten substandard efforts um, as a result of that. And it looks like a group of guys who just, like, aren't comfortable out there. And then tonight, especially in the third quarter, it was like, all right, you know what? Do a my turn and your turn thing with Kemba and Julius to start the third. I like that. And then it was just, you know, when Julius was in the game, it was Julius. Uh, and they played off of him, and it had a lot of strong results. I don't know that you know what this is going to look like moving forward. I mean, Julius obviously has not hit a lot of tough shots this season. He certainly hit some tough shots tonight. Um, But I will say this for, for everybody who's like, you know, trade Randall, bench Randall, do this to Randall, do that to Randall. Like none of that shit's happening. So if you want to root for a good Knicks team, uh, you should root for them to figure out Julius Randall. And I think, the way you figure out Julius Randle is to let Julius Randle be what Julius Randle was last season, which is basically what we saw tonight. And again, if anybody else hits any other shots tonight, they they probably win this game. Um, that's my big take. I don't, I have no idea if it's going to be an unpopular take. It's going to be a um, hot take, I, whatever. Uh, that's my take from this game. I, I, again, I'm still not really comfortable with where this team's at. I still don't feel great about where they're at. Um obviously the competition gets a lot tougher moving forward but I saw a team in the second half that's like okay that's a team that looks like a real a real basketball team and it wasn't just Julius making shots it was I thought they were cohesive in a number of ways I thought they played deep, uh, I don't know what it 8 9 10 games whatever it is I think uh they have a a, a top 10 ish defense over that time I think their defense took another step up tonight I thought it was good I think New the Noel being back was a massive really big thing for the defense. I thought he was good again tonight. Um if you want to criticize Tibbs for like taking Noel out towards the end and he had no rim protection, that's fine. But it's a give and take on offense. And, you know, I'm I'm not I, I was happy they tried small ball. Um I guess other than that, maybe people will critique uh quickly being in the game late because he hadn't hit many shots. You could that guy could be oh for fucking 20, and i'm happy with him taking looks I, I didn't see any other obvious candidate for for who should have gone in for him either so um still some concerns um but i i am i'm gonna put tonight in the in the positive ledger um and i certainly did not put last night's win in the positive ledger but i am putting last t- tonight's loss in in the positive ledger, just, just barely because I was just, I was really just not feeling great about where this team was mentally. And at least in the second half, I saw a team that, like, knew what they were, wanted to play basketball together, was rooting for each other, um, was talking, was communicating, was passing. Like, I think in the second half, they made everybody, including Randall, made every correct pass. They were looking to make the pass. Um didn't think they overpassed, thought they passed the right amount. Um, it's just, you know, it looked more like a basketball team. Um, we'll see where they go from here. All right. Let's get to uh some some super chats here. Uh CT Pittman with the first comment in the super chat. Thank you, CT, as always. If RJ gives us 18 points instead of nine, we win. That's simple. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, I've been. I haven't really spoken much about RJ in these post games. I'll have a snippet about him in tomorrow's newsletter. He's just really struggling right now. Um, playing hard, the, the rebounding. I mean, he ended up uh, with 15 rebounds tonight. I'm pretty sure that tied a career high, off the top of my head. If it didn't set a career high, um, I, I, I'm, I'm not. Certainly not. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Uh, I'm disappointed, um, but I'm not worried. Uh, he, he will be fine. Um, Wicksell Mattel, is great to see the starters playing a bit better. RJ's still struggling, though. I feel like he could have done more to push us to a win. Obi's had a lot more impact than RJ the past several games. Um, I think RJ's defense has rebounded after that little stint where it wasn't too good. I thought the defense was pretty good tonight. Again, the rebounding... I think his process is good. I think he's looking – he's he's moving around a lot on offense. He's trying to make the right play on offense. Talking about RJ. Obi, I mean, look, there, people are going to be very critical of Tibbs for over only playing Obi five minutes in the first half. I think he probably ended up with, what, 13, 14 minutes for the game? 13 minutes for the game. Had, had a great – awesome to see him hit a couple threes. Um, Love that. You know, I just – I don't think Tibbs trusts – His defense, Tibbs does not trust Obi's defense at the five. That much we are, we know. We know Tibbs does not trust Obi's defense at the five. Whether he should or shouldn't, I don't know. Um, But as long as he doesn't trust Obi's defense at the five, then you're going to continue to see, you know, these limited minute totals. Um, Unless we're going to get more Randall and Obi together, which I thought that lineup looked pretty good in the second half, Uh, struggled maybe a little bit defensively. But, you know, I, I, don't know. I, I, I'm a big Obi fan. You guys know that. Uh, could he have played him a few more minutes? Maybe. Um, I, I actually was okay with RJ in there. Um, and I, am I'm, I'm the guy who's critical of RJ. So uh, Robert, Robert McGinley, what's going on, man? Agree completely about feeling better about tonight's game uh, than yesterday. Our closeout D on threes had a lot to do with our loss tonight. As hokey as it sounds I'd also like to see them start having some fun together no I mean look a team teams that don't have fun together don't don't win um and that's a bit of a you know catch twenty two like what what comes first or whatever uh it it was nice to see them feeling good and i i i i really would not be surprised if they got back on some sort of track um I still don't think this team has found all the answers, but uh, in terms of the closeout defense, yeah, I, I really wanted—I do want to go back and watch those. The two—I mean, the Kobe White ones are tough because, like, that dude hasn't hit a three all year—not literally, but or actually, maybe literally—I don't even know. Um, but that's a guy you're like—they were. I mean, if you notice, they were putting Nerlens Noel on Kobe White pers- purposefully because they wanted no like, let's put Nerlens on on Kobe so Nerlens can help in the paint. And whatever happens on the perimeter, Nerlens could just shade off. And then it, he got—you know—we didn't get out on the on the white three. And but that's by design. And then if White's going to hit the shot, White's going to hit the shot. Um, the ball three, I want to look at again. I, 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 th- I think that was God. It was one of the. It was either Obi or Randall. Um, I forget. But that one, I want to see again. But you know, you're going to get a couple of those every game. Um, it's frustrating every time it happens. But it is. I'm, I'm. I feel like I feel good about the defense overall. I mean, they held this team to 109 points. Some fouls at the end there. I thought it was a good defensive performance on the whole. Uh, DDD 137. I'm encouraged by how well Randall played and how they defended for the most part. My thoughts exactly. If the starters were shooting evenly average from the field, they win this game. Yeah, for for sure. And look, I, I do want to just say. Um, you know, I know Fournier and and Kemba struggled in this game. On the year, from deep, like they're they're still good, which is why I'm like I mean, incur- it's like I know I, it's it's popular take of the moment to to get on both Fournier and Kemba. I, I understand that, but like those guys have still hit shots. And it hasn't gelled, and I don't know who I blame for the fact that it hasn't gelled. Maybe they'll they'll they've now figured something out, and it'll look like it gels more. And, and Rand and and Fournier and and Kembo will will have to learn to play off of that a little bit more. I think Fournier's been fine playing off of Randall though all season. I want to see more Randall and Fournier. Too many action. I like that. Um, like I, I don't even think Fournier has really been that bad. Um nor do I think Kem has been that bad if I'm being honest. I I think you know he makes up for his size in a lot of ways on defense. I noticed it when I rewatched most of the Houston game last night. Um noticed it again tonight. And again, the percentages are there. He's hitting shots. It's just it hasn't clicked. So theoretically, if they could keep hitting shots and it just clicks more, then things will be better. Um but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see, but I am encouraged to uh, soul squad. Thanks for your contribution. Super chat uh, CT back for more what's going on and why play the paint so aggressively when there wasn't a paint threat on the weak side made it tough to get back to shooters. Yeah. I think it's just worried about Levine. I think you saw that the answer to that at the end of the game, I think there's just worried about guys like uh, DeRozan and, and Levine getting, getting deep. Um, like, I think DeMar, DeMar maybe less so, because DeMar doesn't even really want to get all the way to the rim. He wants to take those little mid-rangers, but Levine for sure. And you saw, you know, you saw Levine get to the rim every time he wanted to late in the game. Um, but I, you know, I, listen, you lose a game and you give up corner threes that are that open. Uh, the game plan is open to criticism. I always, I always tend to defend Tibbs game plan because again, it, it has worked and it. They, they played the same game plan last year. The, the, the bench plays this game plan and um you know it tends to work but you're right uh the the bulls didn't have a low post threat uh Brian Benjamin Randall hustled and that made me happy he did hustle more uh unfortunately when he's doubled he makes awful choices and loves holding the ball for too long. I, I'm again I have to go rewatch. I, I thought in the second half when he was doubled he I I think he made solid decisions or at least decisions that like felt like the decisions he made last year. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I would have to go back and rewatch that. I, 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 I mean, the holding the ball to too long, too long. That's really what we're talking about here. Right? Like to me, the moments where the Knicks offense has looked their best this year was when Randall is, is when Randall's involved, whether as a screener or the ball handler, and he's just making quick decisions and he's moving like. Like the two man game with him and Fournier, him and Kemba, him and um, quickly, like on the on the side on where it's an empty side, just the two of them, you know, with the ball. I love that, and I feel like that usually leads to something good, as opposed to what we see in a game like this, where it's like, okay, give the ball and Randall to Randall and let him cook, and it worked tonight because he made some tough shots and he. I, I, again, I thought made correct decisions. I, I'll go back and, and and you know, rewatch though. But it's, it's Randall with the ball for a long time. Um, and that's, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what this team's ceiling is. Uh, with that, that's the, that's a, that's a probably a question for another day, given how they've played lately. I don't know if we have earned uh, the right to talk about ceilings um I just want to get back to playing a brand of ball we feel good about and confident and the whole thing um man you guys are awesome in the super chat tonight I'm gonna keep getting to these Lunas and Marat what's going on uh again Lunas lots of offensive woes come down to just guys hitting shots Jules did tonight and kept it close but during the tough stretch he and RJ uh weren't is if RJ Evan uh do tonight we win um I think you, I think you mean if if oh I see if if R J and Evan hit tough shots tonight do we win I actually I, I mean the guy that I would quickly I thought had a lot of great shots I don't even – it doesn't feel like yeah R J only took two threes I mean R J shots down low I mean it just oh my god yeah if he hit some of those we probably win the game you know Fournier one for seven overall over oh, three from deep but yeah I mean if, if if but I don't want to put the the blame only on those guys. I mean, nobody made shots, but again, quickly's been the quickly's been literally the best three-point shooter in basketball for the last two weeks. Um, he deserves an off night. Uh, Daniel Chang, RJ. Oh, let me see if I get this right. Man, year three jump is nowhere in sight. These past eight games have been brutal. Um, I guess I could spoil. I guess I could spoil the newsletter for tomorrow. Uh, so. Uh, over the last, uh, s- this was coming into tonight. Um, we had there were 160 players who were averaging at least 25 minutes a game. Of those 160 players, um, again, this is just over the last seven games. RJ Barrett had the second lowest effective field goal percentage in the in- in- out-, out of those 160. At 33.2, a couple percentage points above. Um, Isaac Okoro. You know, we, we, we've been hemming and hawing about a lot of different things uh, in terms of this uh, starting five. Um, it's tough when you're starting shooting guard or you're starting wing, whatever you want to call him, is just is, – is unable to contribute much on offense. And it's really tough because you still get those possessions every game where RJ gets the ball on the perimeter. And, I, I, again, I rewatched the Houston game. And he would get matched up with like a big on the perimeter and he's dribbling and dribbling and dribbling. And like, it's, it's not going anywhere, you know, and then he passes it off and then it's up to Julius or whoever to do something with the ball. And it's just not happening. Like that's tough. We didn't see as much of that tonight. Um, he just missed shots. I, I I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still confident. And again, I've, I've been the guy who's critical of RJ. I just think he's too hard of a worker. Uh, and I think he has too much confidence in his own ability to let this stretch of, of games get it, keep them down, but uh, it's, it's tough it's making it harder for them to win games right now.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yu Chen Zhu, do you think we got in rhythm a little too early winning all the preseason games? And now we're in a downturn while other teams are getting a rhythm. Nah, I I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it's a, it's a creative theory. I'll give you that. No, I, um, I, I mean, don't put any stock in the preseason. Let's be honest. Like preseasons, preseason intensity. Um, I think it showed that when they're facing other teams that have preseason intensity and they're just kind of like. Playing ball and not taking it too seriously. Yeah, this is a fucking team that could cause damage. But they haven't gotten to that point. I, if anything, I think the preseason was an indication of what they can do, not uh that they like, you know, blew their load earlier or whatever. Uh Michael Aaron. What's going on, Michael? I hope uh, you are well. Shout out to KFS's own Chris Percyanin, who tweeted that anyone who thinks Julius cashed out and doesn't care anymore is nuts. Julius absolutely cares. Yeah, I I you know, I, I've been a little critical of of Randall during this stretch, but the caring part, I don't agree with that at all. I think he's frustrated and I think and again, you you there's I, I've God knows, I've seen a bunch of them, and I was complaining about it on the on the halftime zone. Clips of Julius just you know, it's a combination of the effort and the focus is not there on defense. I mean, in the Houston game, there were a bunch of those clips. Um I, I thought I saw some of that early on tonight. I, I don't think that's about caring. I think that's – he's just not in a great – has not been in a great place right now. And you see he's a guy that he feeds off of his offense. When the offense is going well, I think it helps him out on defense. And I thought that's why last year was by far the best defensive year of his career because um, he it was he was feeding off of the offense. Um, but, no, he, he cares. He he cares. He's just – I think he cares a lot, actually. I think he cares, maybe cares too much. It really, his struggles this season, I think the team struggles, I, I do think they're getting to – or they were getting to him. Maybe tonight turns it around. Uh, Hannibal Miles, what's going on, Hannibal? How are you? Uh, I wish Kevin had played more on the fourth, especially when he was hot. However, uh, Julius having – a last season type game may be more important for the direction of this team and Julius' confidence. Yeah, I would have been – if you're asking me, the one, the, the one thought I had was, again, just because quickly didn't have it, I was okay with him being out there. You know, wonder about Kemba being out there as well. Like Kemba can still get downhill. Um, and we saw him get downhill in this game a lot, um, and it worked well. You know, he could still do that better than, better than quickly. Uh, would that have opened up some stuff? I don't know. But, again, it's tough when – I mean, besides Burks and, and Randall, who hit a three tonight? Walker hit one three. Uh, quickly hit the one three. Uh, Rose hit one of two. And, and then Top, Toppen was their best three-point shooter tonight, <laughs> percentage-wise. Um, good game from Obi Toppin, by the way. I mean, I, again, we're, we're always so focused on the minutes, uh, you know, and I, I get it. But I – I just, it's, it's good to see Obi Toppin doing what he's doing, putting aside whether he should be playing a lot more, a little bit more. I just, I love that kid. He's going to be really good. Uh, he's, he might be really good right now. Uh, Robert Cross, my good friend, Robert Cross. Um, might be having a I, I don't, do I have any cutlets tonight? I don't think I have any cutlets. I, I have to go for some leftover pizza tonight. Good to see you back in Andrew's closet. Listen, this is my own closet. I'm, I I set this baby up myself, although Andrew did set up the, uh, the electronics. So, um, what is your favorite chicken color for Thanksgiving? Uh, I will, I am somewhat traditional, so I'm, I am going to do Turkey. Uh, my favorite, my favorite Thanksgiving, my favorite color for Thanksgiving is basically make a, make a Thanksgiving sandwich, but with a color. So, um, stuffing. Cranberry sauce. Um, you want to throw a little melted cheese on there? That's fine. And uh, and mayo. Uh, the the way the mayo mixes in with the cranberry sauce. That's that's where it's at. That's that's my that's my happy place. Kevin Danishevsky, agree with everything you said. Thank you, Kevin. Um, but why take out Obi? Yeah, I'll defend with, uh, defend this with you. But there are others who shall remain nameless. Uh, didn't receive the same treatment. Alec Burks is awesome. I need to repent. <laughs> yeah, he's hard. I mean, it 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 feels like we've been having this conversation for how long? Where there's a Knicks coach who just, whether it's fucking Larry Brown with, uh, you know, Trevor Ariza, any of Frank's coaches, um, you know, and now Tibbs with Obi, I... I, 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 my, my honest response is that there is, there's probably some subtle things on the film that maybe I'm not noticing or we're not noticing, or maybe it's a confidence thing. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I will say that I think you could take Obi out of a game if you're a defense if you really bear down, and I think. Because, again, he's still not in a position where he's creating his own looks. Now, the, the, the elephant in the room is like, what if Obi Toppin got 30 minutes a game and he was given a chance to create his own offense, like Julius does? Not going to say he's going to be as good as Julius, but I'd be interested to see that. Um, but it's a very fair question tonight. Uh, very fair question. Brian Benjamin. John, you're in denial. Kemba's looking rough. I don't I, – I gosh, I, I really – he played 18 minutes tonight. He was three of nine from the field. He was one of four from deep. Not a great stat line. But I thought when they came out of halftime and they, like, those were the only plays that they ran for Kemba all year, or not all year, excuse me, all night. Not all year, all night. And, like, Kemba looked like Kemba to me. On those whatever it was like two possessions, but I thought Kemba looked like Be- Kemba on those possessions. Um, you know, on the year, let me pull up where he's at. Um, he's at forty-two percent from three on the year, 42.5, forty-two point five, forty-three point seven from the field. Uh, I actually had I had a stat coming into tonight. There were, this is per 36 minutes, um, averaging 16 points, four assists, three made threes, and 38% from deep. Minimum 100 minutes played. And coming into tonight, there were seven guys who checked all those boxes. And it's funny, I looked up this stat because of Emmanuel Quickly, um, because Quickly is one of these players. The other players, Steph Curry, Tyler Harrow, having a nice year. Lamelo Ball, CJ McCollum, Mike Connolly, and Kemba Walker. Um, I'm pretty sure it's gonna. This is gonna. Stats still gonna be good um, tomorrow. Uh, look, I'm not saying Kemba's been great, um, and I'm not even saying he isn't part of the problem. I think he he has been part of the problem. I'm just. I don't think we're looking at a guy who's cooked. I think maybe we're looking at a guy who's better served coming off the bench. Um, and he's certainly a guy who hasn't gelled with the starting five for whatever reason, but I don't think he's cooked. I don't think he's cooked, so we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Casey Gray. Unless I missed one, Julius and RJ have both scored efficiently in the same game two times, the wins against Boston and Toronto. Do you think this is an unfortunate coincidence or a bigger problem? Um, I I think it's probably a coincidence just because RJ's in a massive slump And Julius was up and down to start the year. Um, I will say this. Take a drink before I say this one. It does go back to what I started the show with, which is, I think for Julius to be effective, Julius needs the ball in his hands and Julius wants the ball in his hands. Actually, you know what? I stand corrected. It's not a coincidence. I do think it might be an indication of a bigger problem because now that I'm saying it out loud. I think maybe RJ's a guy who likes the ball in his hands, too. Um, At least, but gosh, but I'll I'll push back on my own comment on that because we've seen RJ have 20-point games where he doesn't commandeer really any offense, and he just kind of lets the offense come to him, and he makes threes, and he gets points on fast breaks. I think he's just slumping right now. I think Julius is the guy that needs the ball in his hands. RJ is a guy who's can function more in a secondary role. Um, but it, it is like, it's interesting. Like are Julius and RJ ever going to get to a point where, and I don't know that either of them are as talented offensively as either of these players, but like we're Levine and, and, De, and DeMar DeRozan are right now, or like, you know, pick any, any two great players that have played well together. Like, where both guys can play really well in the same game. You know, I don't know. We'll see if RJ gets to that level. He's obviously not not there. not anywhere close to there right now. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Matt Harris, 0314. Uh, where'd your comment go, Matt? Um, eventually, Kemba needs to be situational. Wow. So we're, we're burying Kemba on the bench. Taller guards walk right by him every time. Not sustainable. Start quickly, Rose, and give one of the rookies a chance. Um, I, I can't bench Kemba yet. I, I can't. I can't do it. Um, ugh, God. I do think, on the whole, he's probably been the least. I think I said this last night. I think he's probably been the least effective of the of the. Um, you know, the core, like, the eight rotation w- guards, wings, you know, forwards. I, I oh God, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to, like, start rows or quickly and then, you know, give, give, uh, I guess you'd give Grimes his minutes. All that said, it would be, man. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a part of me that would be that would be curious how this team would look with someone in that spot. I, I just I still think their ceiling, as long as the roster is what it is, contains Kemba. Maybe that maybe that take changes. Uh, what we'll see. Uh, Zach Grof Gronfine, fine. Gronfain Gronfine. This team drastically misses Reggie on both sides of the ball. Fournier couldn't hit the ocean from the sand right now. And this needs that high volume three and D guy. Um, Man, I I don't, again, I I think it might be a little recency bias here. Uh, Fournier, let's check his updated stats on the year. He's hitting from three, 36.5% from three. And he is taking – it feels like he's taken six or seven attempts per game. He's taking six and a half attempts per game, and he's hitting thirty six and a half percent, forty one point six from uh from the field overall. Um, that's not terribly dissimilar from Reggie Bullock's numbers on the year last year. That's probably about what Reggie Bullock was at um in the first half of the season last year. Got a lot better over the second half of the year. Um Agree they missed Bullock's defense immensely. As of right now if you were to say has whatever they've gotten from fournier on offense been worth what they've missed on defense um no it hasn't it has not been it has not been worth the trade-off uh fournier has not played up to expectations I've just been defending on, on him on here because I, I feel like he's kind of become the scapegoat and he's getting a lot of the blame partially because he makes you know 18 million dollars a year and Bullock signed for like 10 and a half uh, we, obviously the report came out a couple days ago, I think from Steph Bondi, Tibbs wanted Bullock back. I don't know if he wanted Bully back instead of Fournier, might've been instead of Burks. We don't really know that. Um, so I'm not saying it's, it's an, it's an unfair comment. I'm just, I think I want to give Fournier more time. I, I'm still a believer. And I say that as someone who has never really been a fan of his. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Jeremy E. It concerns me that the only way to get Julius engaged is to run the entire offense through him. That's, again, what I said at the beginning of the show. Um, That is absolutely a concern. But if that's what it takes to get us going, so be it. Again, I I think we're at the stage of, like, early on, we were all kind of having notions of, like, holy shit, is this team, like, a stealth contender? What's their ceiling? If they could get the defense back to top 10 and their offense is top five. Like, that's a profile of a content. Well, we're we've we've fallen away from that. And now it's just about like, hey, you know what'd be fun? Getting in the play-in game. Uh, maybe winning a play-in game, maybe giving some team a tough time in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and I think to get back to that point at least, I think it's I think we're seeing what we have to do. And then we get back to the same conversation of like, okay, well, you know, what's the trade <laughs> eventually, right? What's the trade that's going to get them to contention? Not that I ever thought this team was a contender, but, um, uh, Lunas back for more. Also, I think I know what we're missing. Theo Pinson, man. I, 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 there's a reason I wrote a column when Theo Pinson was unofficially kind of shown the door. I, we all praised him last season as being like the center of the culture and the whole thing. Then we can't just ignore the fact that he's not here. And like, there's, you know the jo- the jo- the uh, the 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 juju, juju, seems to be a little off. Uh, good comment. I I, can, I I'm, it's obviously a little facetious, but it's a good comment. Hush, zoo. Uh, Rj too slow to beat certain players off the dribble. He he's not beating anyone off the dribble right now. Let's just call a spade a spade. I, I really all the comments from over the course of the this year that uh, have been like the RJ really needs to improve the handle first and foremost. That's that. Those are, those are all very fair. Um, and if he can't ever get to the point where he's like beating guys off the dribble, even with the assistance of a pick, which they're giving him picks, he's just not can't do anything with him. Um, you know, it does kind of change his ceiling as a player. I think a little bit, um, unless he's just going to go full bully ball. But if you're going to go full bully ball, Gotta get to the line, man. Gotta get draw these fouls, and I'm not blaming it all on the refs. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I hope he develops a mid-range game. I think he's developing a mid-range game, but again, you still got to beat guys off the dribble. Randall's body language still bothers me. Fair comment. He's a man child at times. Yeah, emphasis on the on the child. Um, hold on, we're uh, Kevin Danishevsky. I'm sure I didn't miss anybody. Yes, I think you're right about Julius needing the ball. Do you think that becomes a concern if the Knicks get an elite player and he becomes a second or third guy? Well, you know when I take a drink, it's like, um, yes, of course. But good problems to have, right? Um, If we get a player who like unequivocally knocks Jules down to number two on the totem pole – I, I, I'll be happy to try to figure out those problems because again, like, how else are they gonna? You know, this this run of this team has been fun, and we've been frustrated that they haven't been able to get back to that. We're hopeful they can get back to that. You know, but if the goal is contention eventually, then they need another guy, and Julie's gonna figure that out.
3: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: Dom. My goodness, Dom. This is too much. Dom Cappuccini. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Truly. I'm a little encouraged from the second half versus a tough defense, uh, as you should be. If one or two other guys get double figures, they might have stolen tonight. Agreed. I have a sliver of optimism that Kemba-led offense will be more cohesive going forward. Get well soon, Biggs. Yeah. Again, this is where I guess me and you were on, a, on an island. Uh, I wrote it after the Charlotte game and I thought the same thing a few other times throughout the year when they've put the ball in Kemba's hands. But here's the thing. It's like the offense going through Kemba doesn't get the offense going. It doesn't get other guys going, but it gets Kemba going. And that's not to say that Kemba doesn't make the right pass because he does. And that other guys can't get good shots based off of a Kemba led offense because they can, but it, gosh, it's almost more like a bench guy. It's almost like a bench microwave guy. It's like Jordan Clarkson. Um, Like it feels like that's where Kemba's is probably best served at this point is in that kind of a role. I just so where, where's the where's the flip? As some have mentioned, it's it's either Rose or, or quickly. I don't think they're, they're not. I don't think they're, they're not. They're not playing Kemba and Rose together. So do you start Rose? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. I, nothing would shock me. I don't think they're going to change the starting lineup before the next game though. Uh, Brian Benjamin back for more. Even with tonight's loss, I'm kind of positive. Me and you both. Um okay um, alright we caught up on the super chat thank you everybody um, so I'll take a few more uh, questions before we get to the 40 minute mark um, but I do want to just a very quick well I have a free second um, oh god my, Berman's tweet Julius Randle gets little help Evan Fournier flops the Rosen shines and Bulls prevail it's always it always has to be the drama my god um, they don't win last night without Fournier. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm a little surprised that he's gotten as much as much shit as he has. I don't think Fournier's been that bad. Uh, oh, anyway, public service announcement: there will be no uh, podcast with me and Jeremy coming out tomorrow. We are recording tomorrow, and then we'll be dropping that pod on Tuesday. And then uh, I believe the schedule for this week is recording. Or again, I think I teased this the other night. Recording upon on Wednesday, and that's going to drop on Friday. Um, we'll have a post game after the Tuesday game. Uh, and I think that's it. Uh, oh, we got another super chat. Jeremy Chase. I'm okay with expectations being a bit more measured. Me and you both. Um, I like being pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Me too. I'd like to see our guys lighten up and just play, go Knicks. Yeah, that was what they felt. It felt like that tonight in the second half. Felt like they lightened up and just played. Um, and they just lost to a better team. And Chicago's a better team than the Knicks. I, I hope hope that doesn't get me, you know, canceled by Knicks Nation. But Chicago, give them credit. What they, what Their gambit paid off. Um, the combination of Caruso and Ball defensively um, and obviously their ability to make open shots combined with DeRozan and Levine offensively. It's just a really good mix of guys. Um, they don't even have Vooch, They don't. Who I think I don't know how he jives with this team. Obviously, they're missing Patrick Williams. Maybe a bit of a blessing, but they're doing it with a not a really great bench. It's a good team. It's a well put together team. Um, at this point, I'd be surprised if Chicago did not uh, finish with the top uh, four seed uh, in the East. I actually be a little surprised if they didn't finish with top three seed in the East. Um, I think they're that good. And Knicks uh, playing tough tonight but lost tough game on the road. You know, it happens. Okay. Read the comments from LDS right above Jeremy's question. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Do we think Randall's success is attributable to the Bulls having a small lineup that most other teams don't have? There was no big lurking to meet him at the rim. Um, It absolutely might be. I will say, though, that yes, Randall got to the rim a lot towards the end of the game. I did think he hit some tough shots uh, from the mid range, from, you know, short mid range, long mid range. Uh, But, you know, I wonder if Randall's success tonight will embolden them to play more small ball. And I also think Noel being in there had a lot to do with it. Um, I think Noel's. I don't think it's an accident that like Randall really hit his stride last year when Randall was in the game. I think those guys like playing with each other. I don't know what it is. I think those guys like playing with each other. But as far as a, a question about tonight, I think it's absolutely a fair game. We'll see if it if uh, it carries forward. Um, I don't know. Um, but it's a really good comment. I also saw a question. Oh, Brian, why didn't we get DeMar? Um, <laughs> uh, I'll read that in a second. Um, why didn't we get DeMar? I don't think they wanted to give DeMar a guaranteed third year. I, I I mean, I was on this. I heard on the eve, on free agency night that they were in on DeMar. I, th- I think they wanted DeMar, but I think they wanted DeMar for two years um, or three years at a number that they were you know, more comfortable with. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back to last season and talk about how much I wanted DeMar DeRozan. I, DeMar Rosen's really good. And then last, we'll end with this from Jason M. Just celebrate that we're not the Kings. <laughs> yeah, I said, listen, man, I I still I want to be good. I want to be good this year. I like being good. I like coming on here and talking about a fun, competitive team. And it felt it felt like you know, the, the pacer win was really nice, but even the pacer win was like that was so much based on the bench. To see Randall find something tonight um was really encouraging. So I will uh be happy. Oh! I didn't even think about this one. Uh chances LeBron is suspended on Tuesday. Um Uh, in parentheses is there a number lower than zero no there isn't Uh, no it's he's not gonna be suspended I mean I saw I saw the clip and I saw the whole thing Um, that'd be nice Lakers aren't playing very well right now you know what fucking go beat this shitty Laker team the Lakers are not good and the Knicks should be I'm not saying the Knicks should beat them the Knicks can beat them Um, And I hope the Knicks do beat them, Uh, but we are nine and eight LA and Phoenix at home, Atlanta, Brooklyn on the road, Chicago, Denver at home, San Antonio, Indiana, Toronto on the road, and then Milwaukee and Golden State at home, followed by Houston and Boston on the road and then detroit washington gets us to christmas day i'm gonna call it right now i don't know this is not a hot take the Knicks, the Knicks will be above 500 when they get to christmas i i i have faith in this team i don't know how much faith i have in this team but i think they'll be above 500 when they get to christmas um and uh big midget interesting name uh thanks for your last comment or a contribution, uh, <laughs> Robert Cross. That's like 22 and 11 or something. I love you, Robert. You're the man. All right. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for Andrew, as always, for producing. You're the man. And uh, I'm going to go write a newsletter uh, about this weekend, which I think will be positive, but we'll see. And I will catch everybody after the game on Tuesday against the Los Angeles Lakers.